It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Welcome to 2024. As always, in the month of January, I do a 31-day series entitled 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. In the month of January 2024, we'll be doing that, and today is day one. This year, I'm going to open with some of the key speeches from the Department of Justice in 2023 and how those speeches really portend what DOJ enforcement will look like and equally importantly, what you as a compliance professional will need to do to respond to these new DOJ initiatives. While there were, of course, multiple FCPA enforcement actions from 2023, I really think these speeches from the Department of Justice portend uh, where the DOJ is going with enforcement and give us greater insight to what their expectations were going to be. So we're going to uh, start this month by looking at these key speeches and other initiatives from the Department of Justice, and then we'll move into how you can respond for your compliance program. I know you'll enjoy this month of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, and I know you'll find it informative. Day four, the March 2023 Lisa Monaco speech. In March, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco previewed a number of initiatives by the GOJ, which every compliance professional needs to study in some detail. These new initiatives included the Criminal Division's pilot program regarding compensation incentives and clawbacks, evaluation of corporate compliance programs 2023 update, and the revised memorandum on the selection of monitors in the criminal in criminal division matters. In the fall of 2021, Monaco announced the Corporate Crime Advisory Group to recommend more advances based on input. And this is important, input from outside the Department of Justice as well as inside. This led to the September 2022 announcement of the Monaco Doctrine as laid out in the Monaco Memo, where the DOJ changed its focus to promoting cultures of corporate compliance while also ensuring consistency and predictability in the way the government treats corporate crime. Her goal was to empower citizens and companies to do the right thing by investing in compliance, in culture, and in good corporate citizenship, while at the same time empowering our prosecutors to hold accountable those who do not follow the law. At the end of the day, perhaps the most significant pronouncement from Monaco was the following. In today's complex and uncertain geopolitical, very uncertain, quite frankly, geopolitical environment, corporate crime and national security are overlapping to a degree never seen before, and the department is retooling to meet that challenge. This fits with the Biden administration's strategy on combating corruption, which was elevated which has elevated the fight against bribery and corruption through enforcement of laws such as the FCPA to a national security issue. Of course, the Biden DOJ has several times in the past said that sanctions are the new FCPA, and Monaco reiterated that in her speech. Monaco set the tone by identifying five general areas of DOJ focus. Inspiring a culture of compliance, voluntary self-disclosure, promoting compliance through compensation and clawback programs, resource commitments to corporate criminal enforcement, and individual accountability. 
The Monaco memo emphasized the department's commitment to finding the right incentives to promote and support a culture of corporate compliance. Monaco hoped to do so by creating two new areas of focus, in addition to those laid out in the FCPA resource guide, the 2017 evaluation of corporate compliance programs, and its 2020 update, and CCO certification. In March 2023, Monaco's speech, she stated, I have noted, or rather, I noted two areas of particular focus, a cross-department approach to promoting voluntary self-disclosure and how compensation structures can foster more responsible corporate behavior. We want companies to step up and own when they discover misconduct and to use compensation system to align their executives' financial interests with companies' interests and good corporate citizenship. Number two, voluntary self-disclosure. Seemingly buried in the speech is perhaps the most significant statement about white-collar criminal enforcement. Monaco said, Now, with respect to voluntary self-disclosure, I am pleased to report for the first time every U.S. attorney's office now has, and every component, I should say, that prosecutes corporate crime now has in place an operative, predictable, and transparent voluntary self-disclosure program. These policies share a common principle, absent aggregating fact, aggravating factors, and no department component will seek a guilty plea where a company has voluntarily self-disclosed, cooperated, and remediated this, the misconduct. She went on to add, let me be very clear. I want every general counsel, every board, and executives to take this message to heart. Where your company discovers criminal misconduct, the pathway to the best resolution will be involve prompt, voluntary self-disclosure to the Department of Justice. Three, compensation and clawbacks. Monaco said the goal is to shift the burden of corporate wrongdoing away from shareholders who frequently play no role in the misconduct onto those who are directly responsible. The DOJ will incentivize such behavior in the following manner. At the outset of a criminal resolution, the resolving company will pay the applicable fine minus a reserved credit equaling the amount of compensation the company is attempting to claw back from the culpable executives and employees. Number four, resource commitments. This section of the speech deals with the DOJ's resource commitment, but it is still significant. Here, Monaco emphasized the intersection of corruption, money laundering, sanctions, and national security. But a huge part of this commitment is that companies are now seen in many ways as the front line of criminal enforcement through self-disclosure of illegal conduct. Monaco closed her speech with the following. Investing in a robust compliance program is good for business. It is good for our collective and economic national security. Number five, individual accountability. As far back as 2015 in the Yates memo, the DOJ has said they will emphasize individual accountability as opposed to corporate enforcement actions. Monaco stated the criminal division's fraud section has secured more individual convictions in the last year than in the previous five years. So our message is clear. The department will be zealously pursuing corporate crime in any industry, and we will hold wrongdoers accountable no matter how prominent or powerful they are. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, a culture of compliance continues to be the most important component of an overall DOJ review. Number two, notwithstanding the foregoing, self-disclosure will be the number one factor for reducing a potential fine and penalty and moving towards a declination. And number three, in 2024, expect more individual accountability. I hope you'll join us tomorrow on day five where we look at a speech by Kenneth Polite 
on financial incentives and consequence management. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.